everybody welcome back this is inside fitness radio presents total fitness podcast my name is matthew i'm walter today we're talking about a pretty interesting topic we are on the topic of actually quite a few things for one aging and you know experience and how the fear of aging is actually holding you back from actually living a better life uh but the other thing is just identity and um we we came across this i actually did see a post on instagram which i thought was really interesting uh on somebody's story about the idea that bodybuilding because it does take so much of your life it does take so much of your time that if you're if you're in your late 20s if you're in your late 30s you know what's the point of even bodybuilding anymore because you know it's it's not part of your life right you you're too far gone you're past your prime whatever and Walter's a great example of why that's bullshit. Um, but then also I saw another story, which was somebody who was trying to be a pro bodybuilder and it just fizzled out from underneath them. And that identity there, they were posted on the story. They just had a, they're having such a hard time with it because that is the identity. How do you move on from that? So that's basically where we're going with things today. So um, I'll just start really quickly with the, the age I was in Indigo today and I met this incredible lady, um, a Australian English teacher. She moved here to Canada 49 years ago. She was a 74 year old uh, woman, still, still working away, still traveling the world, doing what she wanted to do, still teaching and, uh, you know, teaching adult groups who maybe never actually graduated high school, like giving back to the community in that sense. This lady was just incredible, right? So we, I was at the book section talking uh, to my fiance figuring out which books I wanted to get. This lady comes up and just recommended me a book and we started talking. As we were talking, she had mentioned she was traveling to Toronto soon. And this is her first official time. She only ever stayed for like one day, kind of like a layover type thing. So we were giving her advice on uh, Toronto and we ended up asking her like, oh, so are you are you going with anybody? Um, just in case, you know, you get lost, you know? And she's like, basically what she, it came down to was she said, oh, I couldn't really care less, you know, even at my old age, you know, at the end of the day, if I end up having fear around an experience of, you know, maybe things not going the way I want it to go, maybe I do get lost. Maybe I don't have the exact trip that I was hoping for. That's what's going to keep me old. That's what's going to age me. You know, I sit here, I'm, I'm constantly trying to improve uh, the lives around me. And I'm trying to always gain experiences for myself because I see my friends who are just comfortable in their lives at this age thinking, you know, this is it. I've lived my life. I'm too old to do this. And that is the exact reason why they are just, that's basically it. That's life over. And I don't know. It was just an incredible conversation to have with this lady. And uh, I thought we should talk about it briefly before we get into the actual topic here today. So Walter, you can speak to that because that's basically your whole training. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's all. Uh, no, I mean, internalized ageism is a, is a thing, too. And there are a lot of people who have been raised to believe that when you reach a certain age, you stop doing things because you reach that age. You know, there's still the whole women over 40 shouldn't have their hair long or they shouldn't wear this or they shouldn't wear that. And why is that man over 40 wearing booty shorts? And Well, that's me. But... Um, <laughs> You know, they shouldn't be doing that. And you walk around carrying that kind of thing with you. I've had people stop me in the gym and say, you're working too hard, man. You're too old for that. Really? You know, um, 
I posted something the other day, and here's my internalized ageism. I was going to say homophobia, ageism. Um, I posted something the other day, which was me talking about being in the gym at my playground. And I was wearing a sleeveless shirt. And I got, wow, you're really ripped for a dude your age. And part of me was like, yeah, yeah. And then the other part was like, what does that mean? Does that mean that if I was 20, I'm not ripped? Yeah. <laughs> for a man my age is is denigrating to a certain extent. Yeah. Because it's saying, A, I shouldn't look like this. Or, well, I guess for your age, that's good enough. How I perceive it is the level of internalized ageism that I've got. And when I see it as an insult, then it's my ageism that's working on me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what he thinks doesn't really matter to me other than it was a compliment. Thanks. Okay. But we carry that around all the time. And it will stop us from enjoying a full, rich life because we're too worried about not being that it's too late. That it's just too late. And we shouldn't be doing that. And I mean, part of my thing is I firmly believe that with medical science, I got another 30 to 40 years. So I better, better have enjoy it. You better have that, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we'll see. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to briefly touch on that. But anyways, it does actually kind of relate into our next topic, which is the identity problem. And um, again, as you get older, obviously, certain things about you maybe didn't pan out in your life that you were like expecting to when you were 20 and whatever it is. So I thought of this because I did see a post from, um, he is a pretty prominent amateur male physique competitor. I'll just say that, but he ended up saying like, you know, uh, he's not, he's not making it anywhere or not, uh, men's physique, sorry, class physique. And, uh, he's just over it. He's like, you know, I, it didn't pan out and he's, he's, he's basically heartbroken. It took him like four years to get over that. He is finally doing the next phase, but so many people have this identity of what they were or who they think they are, and they cannot let go of that. And it's really bad in the fitness community. And you hear it all the time. Back in my day, I used to squat 315 for 15,000 reps. I used to bench 405 pounds. Whatever. I have no knees left. (laughs) Yeah. You hear it all the time. And fitness is really bad because as you get older, you're not going to be who you were when you were 25. As you get older, you are going to lose some muscle possibly. You are going to add some body fat. Your skin is going to get a little bit uh, less elastic. Uh, elastic? Yeah, elastic. Yes. Whatever it is. Anyways, you're not going to be able to eat the same way you used to. And I, we get it all the time. We're coaches, man. We we hear the shit nonstop. New person messages on Instagram. Well, you know, one of the struggles, I used to be able to eat McDonald's every night. And then I hit 27. Now I can't do it. If, if I look at food, I gain weight. Yeah, that's just part of the that's life. That is life. There is there is no harm in understanding and realizing that your identity of who you are now is not going to be who you are forever. And there's dangers to looking at it that way. And there's dangers to perceiving other people, especially role models, 
to saying to that role model, like, oh, they have this identity to them. And if they change it, it's going to crush me. So let's get into that. Well, I think, you know, the closest analogy I can use is this. You know, the parents who want their kid to be a doctor, they want their kid to be a doctor and the kid does not want it. But all that person's life, their parents have been aiming, have been dreaming, have been wishing and hoping that this is what was going to be the future for this child. And they can't get rid of that thought. So when the kid finally comes and says, I'm going to be a bodybuilder, um, the parents go through a hard time. And it's not necessarily that they don't believe their kid can do that other thing. But it's because they are mourning the death of the dreams of a future that they thought they might get. And they will never get it. Kid comes home and tells you they're gay and you've been thinking about them getting married and giving grandkids their whole life. That's another reason for it, let alone the relationship and all that other stuff. But I mean, having the dreams for your child. And we do the same things to ourselves. We dream our futures. I'm going to be an astronaut. And then you don't make the cut for whatever reason. You've still got a science degree. You've still got other things. What do you want to do? You can still make things happen. You know, uh, that's better than I was hit by a bus and died at 22. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if you let yourself evolve and take what life gives to you with an open mind, I am an example, as far as I'm concerned, the life that I dreamed for myself when I was 22, 32, 42, had none of the joy of the life that I have now because I was able to roll with the punches, grow with the punches, and get up again and make something happen. And I don't know where I'll be in 10 years. You know, I'm hoping physical strength, mobility, ability, all that sort of thing. But you never know. Am I going to roll over and, and, and drop? You know, I think Christopher Reeve is a great example of how to get past, you know, yeah. despite losing everything. He still continued to fight and to live a life yeah. and, until he died. And there's so he many examples that. of that. There's so many examples of that, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'll use a personal experience. My whole time growing up, I wanted to be an astrophysicist or an astronomer. Until I got in, I ended up taking a physics class and realized I did not like physics. But this whole identity that I had around me, especially because I, I was constantly telling people like from the sixth grade, um, I'm going to be an astronomer. I'm going to be an astrophysicist. I'm going to go to Cambridge because Cambridge was my dream school. I was like, I'm going to go to England and I'm going to get a scholarship there and I'm going to do astronomy and I'm going to be living my best life doing astronomy and looking at stars every single night. And I ended up taking a physics class in uh, grade nine or 10. I can't remember. I fast tracked it. So I ended up taking a physics class, realized I hated it. And I was just like, I do not want to do this. And I realized that physics and chem is basically all that astronomy is. And I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And I was so depressed. I had no idea what, what like, I, I was just like, this is it. My life's over at the ripe age of 14, 15. My life is over because I can't do what I thought I wanted to do since I was 11, 10, 11, whatever it was. Bullshit. 
Now imagine I adding another 20 years to that before that decision is made. Well, and that's it. And there's so many people that go through that, right? And again, the heartbreaking part, and I understand this with bodybuilding and fitness, being that athlete, you were training nonstop. You are sacrificing so much. And there's a, there's athletes. Um, I I watch Love Island with my fiance. Don't hate on me. It's a great show. It's trash. I get it. It's still entertaining to watch. Anyways, there was a competitor or contestant on this year who actually was a NFL player. And I was curious. It's like, how did he go from the NFL to being on Love Island? He had a career-ending injury. This guy was like a, I think he was like a four-star recruit. He had a full-ride scholarship to a Big Ten school or something like that. Ended up getting drafted. Really good player. Had a full career ahead of him. And then career-ending injury. that's your identity is you were an NFL player or you wanted to be the NFL player or you were the football player. And unfortunately with fitness, it's like, yeah, that's all you can look at. And there's so many bodybuilders that that's the same thing. There's so many soccer players, hockey players. I didn't make it. Hey, so what's ballet dancers. Ballet, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's the struggle of going through do I still identify as that? Do I just give up on everything? And a lot of the time, unfortunately, there's almost this overcorrection of I didn't achieve it. I am not who I thought I was. So I'm going to go with a complete opposite direction and say, I hate this now. It was horrible for my life. I sacrificed time when I shouldn't have and other people should avoid it because it's not good for you. And you see that with fitness. You see that with ball. bikini. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Bikini competitors who ended up doing a bikini show because they want to be lean. They want to step on stage, be like their favorite athlete realized how bad it was because they weren't expecting like what was involved with it. Maybe that, yes, obviously some develop health issues around it with eating disorders or whatever. I'm not discrediting that, but a lot of the time it's people getting into it with no idea what's actually involved. And then they just come on and they're like, well, I'm a fitness coach now. And my goal is to stop people from dieting stop people from trying to be lean because that's not what a real woman is which we also talked about on tuesday but again nonetheless that's it's that overcorrection. yeah that's not healthy either no but we're also living in a time period where it is considered the right thing politically to say yeah so you've got additional uh pressure on you despite that you're you're coming out of this thing that you loved you thought you loved now you hate it because, well, you, you failed. You hate it because you failed. Let's face it. And you also have society saying, that's the good way to be. Say those things. Go ahead. And, and then there you go. You know, I mean, we need to correct both things a little bit. Yeah. With identity, obviously, you don't. It's tough because, again, we're in the day and age where if you don't have something special about you, what are you doing with your life? If you're not 20 with 20 million in your bank account, you know, based on social media, you're not living your life right. You haven't moved out by the time you're 25, you're still living at home. What is wrong with you? Oh, you don't have that $250,000 a year job in New York? Get out of here, right? Like we're pushed to the edge with social media. 
and it it's not just my generation this goes as far as your generation too because yeah. you go on social media and it's like i mean shit dude you're a great example of it people will look at you they'll complain about you they'll say you shouldn't be lifting that weight that's them with their own self issues or self-esteem mm. issues or they 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 have that fear or better yet it's they look at you and they're like oh, i i could have done that but you know i gave up and it's that almost like fear and self-hatred that you have for yourself that you're just you're willing to identify as somebody who is not who you want to be necessarily just because things didn't pan out. If you're you a bodybuilder, yeah. If you're a bodybuilder, and again, this is the point of this combo, he gave up. Now, again, not everybody can be a pro. Not everybody can be in the NFL. Not everybody can be an Oscar-nominated actor. Does that mean you give up the love that you had for it or still have and maybe you're lying for yourself? Does that mean you completely switch genres, if you if you may say? You know, do you just go into something completely different to correct what you think was wasted time. And that's typically what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would question the level of the love. I mean, I came into bodybuilding in my 50s, so I never had the, uh, the dream of getting a pro card or taking it further than that because, I mean, we just don't have the category. Yet, <laughs> so um, uh, that didn't hit me that way. But I will compete until the day I die. Until the day they say no, you can't compete anymore, and then I will fight it on a human rights tribunal because uh, we should be able to compete. You know, yeah. um, there are seniors Olympics. The sports aren't all the ones that I would like, but that's okay. At least they exist. Um, but I would question the level of love. If you love it enough that you realize that you can't be a pro, you might go through a period of mourning, but I do believe you will come back and you may compete at the amateur level or just compete with yourself. Compete with yourself. Prove to yourself you can get that extra five pounds or you can lean out a little bit more That's without it. having to worry about whether you're going to step on stage. You know, still walk down the street with the look and the pride of doing something good for yourself every day. There's um, a big heavyweight fight, Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Ruzik. This happened last Saturday. Anthony Joshua was... London's golden boy in 2012, I believe. He ended up winning golds, ended up going like 21 and 0, 21 knockouts. The biggest, he was the face of boxing. And especially in Europe, right? Especially in the UK, where it is such a massive, massive thing. Mm. He ended up losing to a guy who he shouldn't have lost to. Um, originally, this was a couple of years ago. Won it back. Ended up kept fighting, and he was he was coming back up. He was making his way back up. All of a sudden, you know, he's on top of the world again. And this guy named Alexander Uzik from Ukraine 
kind of unknown unless you really did know boxing and know great boxers. This guy from Ukraine, who was a cruiserweight, decides to make his debut in the heavyweight category. And Alexander Uzik, as a cruiserweight, was undisputed champion. He held all the belts, crazy mm-hmm. boxer. And this was at like less than 15 fights, I think. He was an undisputed champion. He makes his way into the heavyweight. Him and Anthony Joshua fought um, basically right when COVID started or right at the uh, beginning of it. And Uzik put on a clinic. This guy who weighed like 25 pounds less, 30 pounds less, who was basically unknown, who had no business from a casual fan's standpoint of being in there with the golden boy, Anthony Joshua, the face of boxing, beat him. Easy, easy margins. Um, They had the rematch, rematch this past Saturday. And he did it again. And Anthony Joshua lost his shit. And one of the things he did was he took two of the belts and he threw them out of the ring. And he ended up going, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he ended up going on the mic and saying, what's the point if I don't even have these? It was kind of caught on like a hot hot mic moment. He was saying to his promoter. But that puts into perspective if you can't have the top, you, you don't have that gold medal, you don't have that belt, you don't have the Stanley Cup, he thinks he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He, he's basically said, like, he feels awful. He's, he's not as good as he thought he was. He thinks that, you know, people are people online too. Your career is over. You're a bum. You're this, you're that. This guy went on to fight. Literally, he started training at the age of 18, won a gold medal, became an, uh, a world champion twice, has millions of dollars in his bank account, and he lost to the, who could be the very best boxer in the entire world right now. But he himself lost the identity of being the world's heavyweight champion and the best champion, and he can't deal with that. The pressure has come to him. And it's crushing him right now. I mean, if you saw the, and I recommend everybody go check out this interview. It's like, or the post-fight clip. It's so sad. He ended up breaking down in the post, uh, post-fight post press conference because he let himself down and he this identity of what he had is gone. Well, you know, unfortunately, we also have to deal with the fact that the world thinks that you're only as good as your last show. So if, if, if your next show is a flop, you're a bum. And and if you fall into if you fall prey to that and let yourself believe it as well, you'll never go on. Man, it's like but don't we love a comeback? Well, Elvis, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was just watching as if I can dream before or listening to that. Um TikTok man is uh it's hilarious for this. I was, there's a rapper named 24 Golden, 24K Golden, Mm. or whatever his name is. And he is a big artist. He's got like a billion plus streams on Spotify. He had some great hits. He hasn't really put out anything. So, you know, obviously he's, he's lesser known at the moment because he hasn't put anything out. But uh, people are commenting at one of his concerts. There was not as many people as the billion streams he has. So people are like, oh, you're not, he fell off. He's not 
good anymore. See, it was all just for TikTok. Like nobody actually cares. Yeah. I'm like, he's at a music festival with nine different stages performing at like the 4 p.m. slot because he had another concert that he was headlining later on that night. Like, but people look right. at you and they're like, you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. And yeah. then you exactly. start to believe that. And again, we are our own worst critic. Okay. So yeah, this identity issue is, it is horrible. Like you get to this point where you are so obsessed with who you are or, you know, you come into something and you become so obsessed with that because you didn't have anything before necessarily. And it's like, that's mm -hmm. another big issue. And um, it just consumes your life. And then things don't pan out and that just breaks this very fragile glass molds that you have of like who you are and that's Absolutely. dangerous that's really dangerous I mean, I mean the worst part there too is the fact that you're trying to stick to what you think people think you are not even like i know my brand i'll stick to my brand no it becomes it evolves into well my audience expects yes yeah. Yeah. And then, like, where do you stick to your brand? Where do you, when do you Taylor Swift it and take it back? Yeah. You know, uh, because you have to be strong enough internally to say, no, this is who I am. My identity is not based on external factors that are built on me. It is this. And I, I think that's where it really comes down to. I mean, what are the, core values what is the internal person as opposed to my job my money my house my image right yeah because very often there's such a disconnect between the brand and the person yeah and you have to try and keep those aligned yeah and it's tough obviously but at the end of the day you have to do what is best for you and obviously digging yourself into a hole of trying to figure out what mold do I fit in or who do I identify as or what is my brand or whatever it might be or something happens and you can't be that person anymore. That is not a place you want to be in. Yeah. And yeah. it will happen. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen for five years. But at some point, who you are now may not be who you even want to be. Or something may happen and you can't be that person anymore. That's it. So you have to start now understanding how to get over that or not to get over that, but use certain tools and and understand that you will be okay. You will maybe again you'll have that morning period, but you will shift perspective, you will shift that identity, and you will grow as a person because of it. And that is just life. You you need to understand that that is life. You're you're not meant to fit into that mold and just be there for the rest of your 80 years on earth or whatever it might be. You are 120. supposed 120 years on earth. You are supposed to break out of that. You are supposed to enjoy the time here. And you can't do that if you're so concerned over what you think of yourself or what the next person thinks of you. Absolutely. My last thing is that I, I, I will thank Stan Lee. I will thank the Marvel Universe 
for letting me believe in the multiverse. There you go. Because if I didn't get to have that life this time, I know that Walter in that dimension or that universe is having that life. So all those other things still happen. What's happening to me is my unique, interesting take on the matter. Yeah. And I will enjoy it to the best of my ability. There you go. But thank you, I like that. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, I love that one. All right, guys. That was it for today. If you have any questions or comments, if you hate us, if you love us, let us know. You can find us Please. here and here as usual. Uh, if you do have any recommendations for any topics you want us to cover, we do have our debate series coming up soon. We got some big stuff coming. So, Or if you think that you would be an interesting guest, let us know. Tell us why. Yeah, we are. Uh, we got some big things coming. So uh, we've kind of put together a plan or we are in the process of putting together a plan of uh, some big things for Total Fitness. So we do want to hear from you guys. We would love to hear from you and again, bring you on. But uh, stay safe. Stay breezy. Take care, guys.